On this week's episode of the Vero Beach Social Media Pop-Up Podcast, we talk to Erica Arsenal, the founder of The Rising. We talk all things motherhood, how Instagram has helped boost her business, and Curtis learns what a doula is. Give it a listen. You're going to love it. I guarantee it. Here we go. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Vero Beach Social Media Pop-Up Podcast. I am here with Erica Arsenault from The Rising. Yes, sir. All right. How are you today? I'm well. You couldn't... You couldn't beat the weather. <laughs> it's going to. I'm like, you want to start talking about the weather? I do. <laughs> Are we going to go there? <laughs> the best part is right before this started, we were talking about awkward pauses and if we talk over each yeah. other. And within five seconds, it happened. Yeah. We're like, we could just go to the weather. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to the weather. It is actually a perfect day. This comes out on, um, I don't know, like the 20th or something like that. But today is January the 5th. So if you're listening to this and you see it's raining, uh, it's not today. It is gorgeous. So how are you? I'm well. So yeah, well. you... Uh, are the founder of The Rising? Founder and owner. What is Okay, founder and owner. I was yes. going to ask, what's your position with that? All yes. right. So we do a lot of these podcasts. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they're clients, they're people that I know. Every now and then someone will reach out and say, hey, um, you've got a really cool podcast. I'd like to be on it. Yeah. 99% of the time I'm like, nah. And so you wrote to us and said, this is a cool <laughs> podcast. And I looked at The Rising and I'm like, I know nothing about what you do. You have to be on the podcast. Yeah. Well, you know what you said first. Was? I'm going to call you out now. Okay. You said um, something about like, well, we're looking for for-profit businesses. And I was like, I am a for-profit right. business. <laughs> because I know I come across as a nonprofit. I did assume. Lands. Happens all the time. I assumed, yeah. which you know what happens when you assume, uh, that you are a, a, a not-for-profit. But mm-hmm. you are a for-profit. For-profit. And you're going to tell the listeners now and me for yes. the first time, what the hell do you do? I would love to. <laughs> Let's hear it. Um, okay, basically, I'm going to tell you who we serve first. That's the easiest way. If you are pregnant, looking to become pregnant in our county, you're going to come see us. So we are the motherhood center, the only hub for expecting women in our county. I know this because I had a baby here four years ago and it was like kind of piecing together. Okay, well, here's where your pediatrician is and they don't directly work with your chiropractor, but you could go find them and they don't always have a website. Um, A lot of people in service-based businesses are not great with social media. You can reach out to them, please. Um, But it was really to bring all of these providers together because it is extremely overwhelming when you're pregnant to most of the time be working a full-time job growing a baby not feeling your best and also try to piece together how to do life with a newborn how to give birth how to do all of these things we're really here to simplify it that's my nutshell (laughs) of I love it yeah I love it so we have a seven month old my wife and I and I'm wishing we had done this podcast about nine months ago or ten months ago (laughs) And she could have come and seen you, and and instead of us trying to figure out who to go to and where to go and yeah. all that, yeah. um, it sounds like you could have taken care of that for us. I I hope so. So we, yeah, we serve. Um, although she can come to mommy and me classes now, so you you still come see us. Um, but the idea is the sooner that you can come see the rising, the better. We have a complimentary consult. Uh, we have a really great provider's guide, so it's like a full rundown of who to see in the county or tri-county area. And we have birth doulas who support you during birth. We do the private childbirth education for you. Um, it's it's just really all in one. If we don't have it on our team, we have a direct referral for you. So you used the word that I couldn't spell if you gave me the first four letters. What is a doula? A doula. Well, if you had the first four, you just add an A. Yeah, I wouldn't you know that. You got a doula. Um, so a doula is meant to support a mother in childbirth before 
during, after childbirth. They are very specifically for the mother. So if you have a midwife or an OB, they are on the clinical side and they are for mother, of course, but also mostly for the baby. They are paying attention to vitals and making sure everyone is physically safe. Um, a doula is going to be your information. So they're giving you all the education that you need. They are an advocate for you. So when you are in labor, as I'm sure you witnessed, it's not, the time, it. it's not the time that you can be answering questions, standing up for yourself and your goals in birth. So a doula is there for that. We do physical support in um, comfort measures. We are hands-on. And then I love to say that we are most importantly there for the partners of the mom because it's very intimidating to go into a space to see your wife in pain it's productive pain but it's still pain um and not know what to do and you know most dads specifically are like I will do anything I'm here willing and able but I don't know where I fit and everything's moving so quickly especially in a hospital setting it's a lot to navigate their procedures and protocols and what's allowed um everything's allowed by the way uh and all of that. So having a doula there is your kind of go-to, like birth coach, cheerleader, advocate, best friend, all in that space. It's funny you mentioned what's what's allowed and what's not. So uh, my baby was born May 19th, and um, it was a pretty easy, quick, simple process. I have two boys from th that are 12 and 13, mm -hmm. but... Um, the baby was born and I wanted to take pictures, but I didn't know <laughs> if I was allowed to. And to the doctor pictures actually of your own said, baby? Yeah. I know. and the doctor actually said, um, Hey, she's over there. If you want to go take pictures of the baby, she, you're welcome to. She's like, I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. See, it's you would have helped. I mean, and there is something called white coat syndrome, which we talk about a lot. Um, it can raise your blood pressure, which is not beneficial to labor. And you want everyone to be in this safe, nurturing environment. You want your baby to arrive into that environment. And that's, again, why you have a doula to navigate all those things. So you take out your camera, you peek at me, and I go, yeah, yeah, go. You're the dad. Take as many pictures of that baby as you want. Feel your camera roll. So again, I'd never really heard of this. Is this a new thing, doulas? Is this? Uh, talk to me about how long this has been around. How I mean, long you got? Uh, <laughs> well, we've I'm got. Uh, let's see. There's thirty. No, there's six hours left on this memory card. So you can talk for six hours if you okay, want. Okay, so I can give you like the short version. <laughs> okay, yeah, um, elevator pitch. I give you the short <laughs> version. So basically, doulas um, and midwives, traditional midwives, are the way that women birthed forever uh, until birth was brought into the hospital system industrialized it was brought into hospitals because it is a wonderful profit um, to hospitals it's kind of like what is one of these businesses that's never going to slow down everyone's always going to be having babies um, how can we benefit from this so all of these um, men came in and became obstetricians. It was a male-only field, and they slowly took over the positions of all these traditional midwives. Um, doulas, and doula is not even a word that has been used for that long, um, but doulas were traditionally the aunts and the mothers and the grandmothers and the best friends, and all the women would come to be with this mom while she's giving birth at home was very normal, um, but it was, you know, a woman's space. And then it moved into the hospital, and everything became based on protocol, procedure, uh, mitigating risk, ensuring that liability for the hospital was very low. And 
very little of that is in benefit of mom when she's giving birth. So doulas have now come back into the picture to support in that role as well as for home births as they always have been. Gotcha. So you have a quote, I read it somewhere and it was, and I'm going to botch it, but it was something like mothers don't need your opinion. They need support of their own or something like that. I like that better. I think yeah. I said they don't need more opinions. More opinions. They don't need your opinions. Either. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And and so it sounds like that's at the heart of this whole thing is mothers naturally know what to do. My, my mm-hmm. wife and I joke all the time because she's like, well, what if this happens or what if that happens? I'm like, kids have been born for millions of years. Not, not yeah. millions, but tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, however many years. Yeah. Um, they'll figure it out. You know, they didn't have the TV. They didn't have the iPad. They didn't have the binky. They didn't have the whatever. Mm-hmm. Kid will figure it out. You'll figure it out. You're a mom. Naturally. It'll happen. It'll work out. I promise. Oh, for sure. And there's something I read that said, like, the only thing you need for a newborn is some form of milk and a flat surface. And your baby will survive that, right? Because there's a lot that comes into it. Uh, But yeah, mothers don't need more opinions. But what we have, because everyone is selling to everyone all the time, um, again, is that even products are coming out. You need this product for your baby to sleep peacefully or you need this you know, course for to teach your baby how to sleep. And really what baby needs to sleep is knowing they're in a safe, supported place where they can go to sleep. And this goes for every single thing. Same thing with childbirth. Like you said, women have been birthing children. And this is not to say like it's always been a safe, sterile environment. I mean, unfortunately, babies, sometimes mothers did not survive. So there's certainly a place for Western medicine and a hospital when needed. Um, But what we look at is how can this be maybe not the norm, not the go-to. Every mother, every birth, every baby is so different and we're just kind of squeezing everyone for this very narrow procedure um, that really doesn't benefit many. It sounds like you're given options. You're giving options to the mother. You don't have to do this. Or if you want to do this, you can, but you can have our support in that. Um, I'm a fan of options. Yeah. I like options. Informed consent. Informed consent. Yeah. I like that. Options. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So what got you into this? Good question. I got, still have six hours. Yeah. I'm going to be, I'll be short on this one too. Um, No, I, um, I became pregnant uh, a while ago for the first time and had a miscarriage and I, I had knew nothing about pregnancy, birth, anything at this point. So I was walking through this industrialized system and they're just giving me all this information. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what you're telling me. I don't understand. I mean, it feels very naive now, but I didn't even know that like you would miss a period and that would mean you're pregnant. I was quite young. So that was just a whirlwind that kind of started me off on, um, you know, with the, huge lack of education in general and the piecing together of information and I was kind of googling like uh this happened this happened this happened who do I go to for this um and it's taboo to talk about you know there's not a lot of women like sitting speaking about this because there's a lot of pregnancy loss um there's stillborn babies there's women who cannot get pregnant and going through IVF treatment. And so it's, it's a difficult topic. It's very emotionally loaded. Um, that was my first kind of dip in. Um, my second pregnancy was also a loss. At that point, I knew kind of what I was working with, what to do with my body, better place mentally, emotionally. Um, and then my third, I had a baby um, when I lived here. 
So same thing. It, it was kind of this constant, like, th- there's got to be more, you know, more resources, more support. Where do I find the other pregnant women? <laughs> like, where are they? So it sounds like you found a void, a void mm-hmm. in the market. I don't want to call it a market because I, that makes it true. sound no, terrible. The but business side, of, yeah. yeah, solving a problem. But exactly. Mm-hmm. You, you're solving a problem that needs solving. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you have a health background? Do you have a medical background? Or you just said, hey, I found a problem. I have, And, and, and listen, that's not to, to shoot rocks at you. Oh, no. I don't have a background in marketing. I yeah. don't have a degree in marketing. Yeah. I found a problem. I found a void in the market. Yeah. I said, hey, people need help with social media. And yeah. So we started this. Um, so I'm not saying, you know, oh, you had to have had a, a background. I just am curious. No, it's a good <laughs> okay. question. Um, I don't. So my background is in elementary education. That's what I went to school for. I did that until my kids were born. Um, I have two kids now. Um, but I do work as a doula in my business. So I do support birth. And I had been doing that before I opened the rising. Um, but no, we are non-clinical, so no no health background. Um, I sometimes say it totally depends on the person. Um, we do have doulas that have a health background. That is beneficial. They're really good at navigating the system. But it's also really great to get those who have never been in the health field because you're getting that whole new perspective and layered on. So talk to me about the staff at, at uh, the rising mm-hmm. how many people do you have working with you how many doulas how does that work yeah it's a good question so we have a team of four doulas including myself um so if you come in you want to work with a doula you have your pick of personalities it's super important of course to have someone with you when you're giving birth that you like them um, you trust them you feel safe around them we also have a couple different instructors for prenatal postnatal yoga fitness mommy and me classes all that sort of thing. And then we have um, two private childbirth educators who work just with us outside of the hospital. Um, and then we have 13 right now uh, direct community providers. That's like chiropractors, acupuncturists, pelvic floor therapists, lactation consultants, um, midwives that we refer to directly that we've specifically worked with trust would recommend to all of our clients so it's a mixed bag yeah it sounds like there's so much to it mm-hmm. <laughs> it really sounds like you're trying Feels to like you know, it. <laughs> herd cats here it's like man there's a lot of different things going on for yeah. a lot of different moms and a lot of different you know dads i'm sure too are involved yeah. so so walk me through this so um like i said i wish we had done this podcast uh yeah, 10 months ago or whatever yeah. but you find out you're your mom or you find out you're pregnant um who do you call? Do you Great question. So you're going to call us at the Rising or you're going to fill out our form online. And what we have you do immediately is set up that complimentary consult. So it's 45 minutes. I do all of the consults at the business. It's really important to me um, to meet these moms and really support them. And um, as I mentioned, some of these pregnancies, we have the consultation and they miscarry a couple weeks later. Um, so we work with them through that immediately or if the pregnancy is healthy and going to full term we sit down we find out their birth goals and this is anything from like where they're giving birth who their doctor is sometimes they don't have a doctor yet we're navigating who the best fit would be and then we put together a timeline for them for the rest of their pregnancy and we'll kind of fit in it's all custom to this person like i said it's not one size fits all in any capacity so we're putting together who from our team and what resources from our team are going to best fit them and then wherever the gaps are there we'll pull in community providers that we work with and connect them there as well so it's i mean 
it's so simple that it's in this nice like six page pdf for them links included so it's like in your 20th week of pregnancy you're going to schedule with this person and you know come have your yoga class here and giving options i'm <laughs> definitely options. a box checker i like that idea uh-huh. like, like all right i got a list i just got to do this then i got to do this yeah that sounds perfect to me yeah um when and this might be kind of a loaded question when does the mom stop using you like how old is the child when you they're just done it's a great question so we opened just over a year ago um our first rising baby was actually born the day after our grand opening um and she's a close personal friend of mine so at this point you know we had all of these birth services for the first year and then we added postpartum so after birth services um and now we're adding mommy and me classes so at this point we are kind of moving with those moms that we started with so indefinitely you work with us you'll be starting like a charter high school soon (laughs) for these kids that are that are are being born um no, that's awesome. So how many mothers in the year or however long you've been open, how many mothers have you helped? So we had eight births. So we were present at eight births. Um, we had, I have to check my stats. It's posted on Instagram, the Rising Bureau. Um, but I want to say, ooh, high 60s, low 70s is how many moms have come through us in some capacity, whether it was private education, um, into our classes, birth support, so in some way. Yeah. So there are, are there a lot of moms that come to you and say, hey, I need help with this one specific thing. I don't need you at the birth. I don't, I don't need any of that. I just need to know from I need to know who to call for a doctor. Period. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And that happens very often. Um, yeah. Multiple times a day for something specific. So how are people finding you? So, again, I'm a mom. I got pregnant. I don't know what to do. Yeah. How, how, how do they find you? So great question. Um, moms are very, and if we're talking marketing here, especially moms are very different in that they, especially when you're pregnant, you are home, you're like flipping through your phone. You have these teeny little pockets, or if you're a second or third time parent, you have even less time. So that is where Instagram specifically, um, because of the age group too, you know, Facebook exists, but it's not exactly where moms are chatting right now um, with this age group. But on Instagram, it's this very quick share or, you know, we'll share some sort of education and a couple women will send it to their friend who's pregnant. Um, We kind of say like everyone knows someone who's pregnant. And every time we pop up, we are being referred and sent because it feels almost like a gift you're giving your pregnant friend or neighbor or... Yeah, you're definitely hitting the right platform for this demographic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would guess 20 to 40-year-old women. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah, they're not really on Facebook anymore. No. <laughs> they were. Yeah. Uh, they're kind of going away from there. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, Instagram is great because it is a word-of-mouth platform. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're right. They're sharing it with each other. Reels now has become real big. So. Oh, I know. Well, that's what the yeah younger moms now are telling me. Like, you should really get on TikTok. I'm like, oh, I just... Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, listen, the demographic on TikTok is getting a little older, and yeah. I don't think it's a horrible idea um, to get there. But, uh, yeah, Instagram Reels um, is, is really just all they did was steal the idea from TikTok. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so, I know. That's what, and Zuckerberg so does that with everything. So uh, stories, that was a Snapchat thing. Yep. You know, they, yeah, they stole that, too. But, um, but no, I, I definitely think you're hitting the right platform. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the only real social media channel that you're using now? We use that for social media. I also have the Rising Podcast. So... Um, the Rising Podcast is not so much specifically gaining new clients or prospective clients, but it is a really good hub for ones that we already have. We are interviewing 
just like you are, um, community providers. So if they're saying, you know, I want to work with a, let's say, pelvic floor therapist, we have one we love. She's been on our podcast, shares the benefits of pelvic floor therapy before and after childbirth. And that's a very quick hit for them to get all the information they need, hear this person's voice, see this person's face. And that is a big thing when you're going into this vulnerable space when you're pregnant. Like you, you know, I'm going to walk into an OB's office. They're going to give me a cervical exam, spread my legs. (laughs) Like it's really intimidating. It's nice to first know that someone like me and my team who are your age, we're also women say this person will make you feel safe, you know, supports where you are. And that podcast gives us that ability to kind of introduce them before they go visit a provider. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, we talk all the time about providing value. Mm -hmm. Um, That's incredibly valuable. And people are listening to it that may not ever be clients of yours, uh, but but they're hearing it, they're seeing it, they know Mm -hmm. who you are now. And um, yeah, providing them with information prior to their birth, uh, I think is huge. So um, so that's great. (laughs) (laughs) I do want to mention that we are here at Treehouse, uh, which is, is this technically Wabasso? I think it has Sebastian, a Vero Beach address. Vero? I mean, I grew up, Pam and I grew up, Pam is the owner, okay. Pam Hunt, of Treehouse. Um, we both grew up on the other side of the bridge, which is technically Wabasso. Okay. I don't know if this is technically <laughs> Wabasso, but it's a palm tree farm, so it's incredible. It is so really cool here. Cool here. We're going to see if we can get some B-rolls kind of of the uh, pavilion and, yeah. and some of the shots, but uh, this place is really, really neat. And again, I didn't want to forget to bring this place up. I know. I, I, well, I appreciate you meeting here. Pam is a young mom. Um, well, young mom and mom of a young child. Um, so she's navigating the business and motherhood and all the things too. So just out of curiosity to get back on topic here, mm-hmm. how many how many? Do you know how many births there are in this area? I don't know, every year or something Ooh, like that? Oh, that's like, a good question. Um, I do not have this, yeah, this statistic. And I, and I know I'm just like throwing that out yeah. at you. But I, I'm like, <laughs> man, there are so many women. Because I know when, when we were in the hospital, the, I think three or four rooms were full. And yeah. every day there's got to be well, three, you four, know, five, I six mean, rooms. The math I would do is at Vero Beach High School, there's like 700 graduating every year. And same thing at Sebastian. And then there's Charter and... Um, Yeah, so a couple thousand. Thousand, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so, I mean, now we're getting on the business side of things. How many mothers possibly could you help? It's a good question. Um, We're always teetering between that, like having enough doulas on our team to support the moms we have. It's, you know, that good problem to have, which we're really rolling into in these next few months as we are getting this huge influx of births. And after the holidays, I anticipate even more. Um, (laughs) But... It's always having like, okay, how can we hire enough doulas to support enough moms? Um, right now, we could do anywhere from 12 to 14 births a month. We also want to make sure if we're on call for a birth that we're going to be there. So we are not, you know, layering them one on top of the other. We want to make sure, like, if that's our client, that's who we've worked with for nine months, they're going to see our face. Yeah. So I've often wondered that about OBGYNs and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like you, you've worked with this physician and they, they walked you through through the pregnancy and all that. And then all of yeah. a sudden you get to the birth and sorry, they're on vacation. Like, so it's that doesn't happen so with often. you guys, which it is does great. Not, no. So we only take on births um, that we know we can attend. Sure. Um, some of my doulas, they do take a month long vacation in December and we just kind of black out that they can't take any clients during that time. Um, because yeah, that's honestly probably half of the women that come in and want a doula. That is their primary reason. I want someone I know in the room. 
that's the most important thing to them. Yeah, it's it is bizarre. Now now that I'm thinking about it in the last, I don't know, fifteen minutes or twenty yeah. minutes that we've been talking, I'm walking through what that process was like in the hospital. I'm like, Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that person, I didn't know that person. I the only know. person I knew in that room was one given birth. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, everyone's in masks and it's very right. hard to form this personal connection and um you know, diving a little deeper into like the physiology of birth is that you to release enough oxytocin naturally to birth your baby, you know as pain-free as possible you want to be in that safe nurturing space and when there are people walking in and out and you don't know any of them and you're in you know a hospital gown it's like very uncomfortable um it's yeah it's nice to have one person that you can kind of look in the eye and she could say like i'm i'm here I yeah you. i gotta go home and give my wife a hug now <laughs> so like, you really you like should. you really went through a lot she there. really did it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah for sure so I brought you on because I wanted to learn more about this. I appreciate it. I think I learned an awful lot about yeah. this. Um, was there anything you wanted to add to this or that you wanted to say? or? Um, I, I would just say, you know, as I mentioned, everyone knows someone who is pregnant um, most of the time. So I we are just such an incredible resource. And I say that not to brag for myself because we have such a big team and such a great community of providers. They are hard to find because they don't always have websites set up and, you know, maybe they kind of work only through referral system. We are changing that by giving them more of a platform, more visibility. So if you know someone who's pregnant, I want them to be sent to us because that first consult is free. We give you a provider's guide to the county, which outlines every single maternal health provider. Um, it's just a good starting point. It's free. Like, the first visit with us is free, so anyone who's pregnant could get a lot of benefit. So is there a phone number they should call? Is there a website they should go to? Instagram? Yes. Uh, yeah, website or Instagram is easiest and best. I do find people don't want to call me on the phone, and that's fine because I don't love talking on the phone. Um, <laughs> just to be straight up. That goes, that goes for me too. Uh, yeah, I'd rather I'd rather talk to you in person. I'm like, just come in and we'll hang out, have a tea. Um, so therisingvero.com and therisingvero on Instagram. All right. Find us there. Can't be hard to find. No. All right. Well, um, if you don't have anything to add, that's it. I want to thank the Treehouse and Pam for having us. Thank you, Pam. And um, yeah, definitely if you're pregnant or... What about... All right. So I was going to end it. I'm not going to end it. We're (laughs) going to keep going. I do have a question. (laughs) What if like you're trying to get pregnant? Yes. Great question. Great time to come to us. Yeah. Um, The thing about a small town and having not a large amount of great providers here is that sometimes you, you know, find out you're pregnant and you call and they're not available for your due date. And then you have to go to maybe out of town or to a provider you don't love, but like, what else am I going to do? Um, so coming to us before you're pregnant, if you know you're going to become pregnant, you can kind of lock in a doula with us. You can lock in all these providers, start calling them, seeing who has what available, see if they take your insurance, like there's so many steps. Um, and then also we look, we work with a lot of providers that work on fertility. So if you're having trouble conceiving, um, if you have had a pregnancy loss, I sit with a lot of women who have had a loss or trying to get pregnant. And a lot of times, again, it's, it's really hard to find a person that you can say that to that can say like, yeah, yeah, me too. I've done that, you know, in my personal life. And now I can walk you through all of those steps. Um, as friend and a business owner and we, we cry most consults like you don't want to come in by yourself. <laughs> <'cause> 
Yeah, I don't like to cry. Yeah, that, we that sit would, on that the wouldn't couch, be my style. We make a tea and um, <laughs> we talk it through. But I, I do find that most women, there's not a place to go for that. And you go to a doctor's office at whatever stage you are in, you know, conceiving or when you're pregnant. And it does feel like you're a number a lot of the time. And that's the very you know, opposite of what we're doing. Right. Lay down, get in the stirrups. We're going to put the thing over you. You're going to come yeah. in for five seconds and then you're out and you're like, is yeah. that it? Yeah. I know. Trust they me, say like, yep. do you have any questions? And you say, what question should I have? I don't, I've never done this before. Right. Like, I don't know how to be pregnant. I've never done it. So yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. So I am going to end it. If you are pregnant or if you're trying to get pregnant. Or if you know someone who's pregnant. Or if you know someone who's pregnant, visit yes. therisingvero.com. Yes. Or at the rising Vero on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and chat with Erica and she will uh, help you out. Thank you. Awesome. No, thank you very much. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure. This is awesome. And now I have all this wealth of information that is seven months too late. Can I have another baby? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I got the hat trick. I've got three, and you know, That's I don't know. Good. Fourth, yeah. fourth might just put me over the edge. Yeah. No, go live on your wife yeah. instead. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I am going to go give her a hug after this. And yes. be like, man, you really did go through a lot. She did. So she did. Yeah. Yes. So thank you. Shout out to my wife for What's being your awesome. Stacy. Stacy. Yep. Stacy. So, shout out to Stacy, and um, <laughs> again, thank you again for meeting me out here and yeah. being on the podcast. And Absolutely. that's that's going to do it uh, for this episode of the Vero Beach Social Media Pop Up Podcast from the Treehouse. Thank you so much. Thank you. 